When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Straight Outta Marvel. It's your host, Kevin27, back with another fire episode. And today, we have a Marvel news show. And um, we're just right off the top, man. Sorry I didn't come back for a minute because, bro, I had the flu. And it is still affecting me to this day. I'm still coughing, all of that shit. But I'm back. And um, this is the start of something beautiful because we are doing... Friday night movie reviews, right? So this week we had Creed 3 coming out. That's first on the docket. Next week we got Scream, uh, I think six or seven, whatever. That's coming out. Do my first horror movie review. And then third, we got Shazam. I'm going to go over to DC. Fuck DC. But still, I'm going over to DC. And I'm going to fuck with them and see what they're talking about. And then March 24th, we got John Wick four coming out so it's gonna be a friday movie review all of march march is bro this is probably the most i'm not even gonna hold you this is probably the most goaded week i can remember or not week but goaded month for movies that i can remember in my lifetime like no kizzy this shit is crazy so yeah that is going on so you expect an episode every friday from your boy and uh we're gonna expand a little bit because just like we're going to talk about in the Marvel news, a lot of Marvel cutbacks and a lot of shit is going on. So stay tuned. Uh, we still want to keep this podcast going, but I'm still going to incorporate Marvel. That's why we still got Quantum Mini in the background because we still got a whole bunch of Ant-Man shit to talk about. So with that being said, make sure you give a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and please follow Kevin27Word on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and subscribe on YouTube. Now, let's get into the show. So, Ant-Man 3, man, it's a, still a lot of fallout coming from Ant-Man 3. We talking about the movie I still think was good, but a lot of people still got mixed reviews, right? I talked to one of my coworkers. He said he didn't like it, man. He said he was falling asleep. All kind of shit is crazy, man. So, um... I don't know. I still love Ant-Man, but even the director said it ruined his day because he wasn't expecting the such bad response. Even though it was critic response and not so much, uh, not so much uh, the fan response, but still, when you get the fan response or when you get the critic response like that, it just opens up for the fans to be like, oh, I can shit on this movie and not sound like a hater. So, who knows? But I think Ant-Man 3 was still good. So, let's talk about some stuff from Ant-Man 3 still. Okay. Quantumania writer Jeff Loveness says that he debated including more seismic deaths at the hands of Kang. And he says, it just felt like we'd be copying the Thanos approach when he comes in pretty heavy and wipes the floor with everybody. I mean... I get that. I get that. Yeah, I get it. Thanos was the man. So much to live up to. 
you kind of want to make sure you're not going out all just straight copying Thanos. So I get it. It makes a little more sense to me because y'all know, I told you, I was a little disappointed in the fact that Kane didn't catch anybody. We didn't see Kane murder one person. Yo, Hank Pym talking about he want to die in the fourth one. He could have died in this Ant-Man. Seriously. Like, they needed a seismic death. They did need one to show that Kang is that dude, and they didn't have one. Remember, like I said, people were talking about Kang. Oh, man, Ant-Man, RP, Ant-Man, all of that shit. And Ant-Man came out pretty much unscathed besides his mental scars. What else we got from Ant-Man? Uh, Quantum Man and writer Jeff Loveness has addressed that Kane had a potential romance with Jenna in the MCU. He says, I intentionally left it a little vague, but clearly, let's say they're very good friends. Maybe they had sex. Come on, man. If she was fucking on old dude, uh, Kyler, Kyler, or Kyler, or whatever his name was, she was getting that Kane. She was getting that Kang line. Come on, bro. Y'all seen Kane. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know she had to test it out. Stop it. You know she had to test the waters. Let's talk about Evangeline Lilly. Now, she has admitted that the Wasp doesn't change a lot in Quantumadium. She says there wasn't somewhere she needed to get to or go other than just to repair a little wound. I kind of disagree with that. I mean, she did save Scott. Am I wrong? She saved Scott at the end. So I don't know if... I don't, I don't think that's entirely true. Y'all know I fuck with the Wasp. Now, I did see, I, I listened to a lot of reviews, and a lot of reviews said it seemed like she really was underused. And I think it's kind of like, it's Ant-Man's movie, but when you do Ant-Man and the Wasp, like think about the title, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. It's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a long ass title. You, they really wanted to say Ant-Man and the Quantumania. But you can't just throw her shit off now and say, oh, well, well, fuck, well, fuck the Wasp now. So you still got to include her. But, bro, this is Ant-Man's movie. She'll get her due, whether it's a Disney Plus series or it's a movie. I don't think, I don't think she's big enough to carry a movie, me personally. I was thinking so. But now, after seeing how bad, I don't, and I don't want to say it flopped. I'm not going to say it flopped, but Ant-Man did not do good in the second week. It didn't even do close to being good in the second week, right? Uh, I think they said it was down 69%, and that's the biggest for a superhero film. Let's get the actual, I thought I had this. I'm so mad, bro, because I was sick all that time. I'm telling you, man, I couldn't even talk without coughing super crazy. Quantumania is set to have the worst second weekend drop, and I think it was actually the worst, declining an estimated $69.7 million with $32 million domestically. Bro, I'm telling you, a lot of people don't care about Ant-Man. I'm trying to tell you, this goes to show you it's Marvel movies, and then it's blockbuster Marvel movies. It's a, it's, it's a difference. I'm serious. It's a difference. P 
people are going to go see Spider-Man No Way Home because it's Spider-Man. Spider-Man is Mickey Mouse when you talk about Marvel. People are going to go see Doctor Strange because Scarlet Witch was involved in huge cult fan bases of those movies. Black Panther, it's a built-in super audience. And man, like, bro, let's okay, let's look at the box office right now. Ant-Man 3 box office. As of March 1st, Quantumania has grossed $172.9 million in the United States and $196 million in other territories for a worldwide total of $369 million. Right? $369 million. Now, that made $622 million. That was just in America. Holy. It just says six. It says six hundred twenty-two million. I don't know if that's uh I think that's just overall. So yeah, six hundred twenty-two million. They a little under half of that off. It's still gonna be in there for a little bit. I'm telling you, bro. Not a lot of people are that excited, ecstatic for Ant Man. I'm sorry. It's just. It's not the case, bro. I know people want to, like, put it on Marvel, 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 but, bro, all of these play, all of these superheroes have their own superhero fan bases, and I'm trying to tell you. Oh, and think, and well, first of all, let me get this point out, and I'm trying to tell you, it's not a lot of Ant-Man fans that's, like, super Ant-Man fans. And also, you got to look at it from this perspective. Ant-Man and the Wasp came out right after Endgame. Came out after Endgame. Think about that. Everything was going crazy. Black Panther, that shit did a billion, or uh, not after Endgame, after Infinity War. Uh, around that time, like Black Panther, Black Panther was before, but it was after the Civil War. So all of the, around that time, it was like really the golden age, the golden era of Marvel. And all of those things were billy, billy, billy. I mean, Captain Marvel did like one point something billion. Like everything at that time around Infinity War and Endgame was going billion. So to see 600, yeah. And I'm not mad at that. Like, I think that's cool. It's, you know, not everything can be uh, a super hit, I guess. Okay, let's let's switch. Oh, okay. Where does Quantum Mania sit on your MCU rankings? Top 10, 11 to 20, or bottom 10? I'll tell you right now, it's not a top 10 Marvel movie. Hell no, it ain't. I can name you 10 Marvel movies better than Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. It was a good movie, though. I'm not going to sit here and shit on it because I gave it a good review. But I can name you 10 10. Like, do, do I need to put the Thanos gauntlet on it to, to emphasize? 10 Marvel movies better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. Now, the top 20, is it top 20? Yeah, I'll say it's top 20 for sure. I'll say it's top 20 for sure. I may have to, to do a full movie ranking. 
Um, I don't think it's 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 not bottom ten. Hell no. Nah. Cause the shitty ones, Thor, Love or not Love and Thunder. Ooh, almost misspoke. Uh Thor, what was the second one? Dark World, trash. I think the first Thor trash. Um uh, I used to say the first Avenger, but I actually like that movie now. It's some it's some it's some bad. Marvel. I really think only them Thor movies is really bad though. Like the Incredible Hulk. That shit, bro. That shit ass. People trying to hype it up to just talk shit about She Hulk. Like it, it, it ain't all that. It ain't all that. So I don't know. But I think in that eleven to twenty range, I think that's where uh, it will fall. Like I said, I just want to see. A little bit more toughness from Kane. And this is what Jonathan Major said. He said he very much respects fans' expectations for his portrayal of Kane in the MCU. And he says, haters going to come. If you're doing anything right, you know, you will have opposition, and that's okay. Yeah, sure. I just think people did want a little more. Mm. They wanted a little more bang for their buck and we didn't get it so that was a little disappointing but other than that I, I ain't mad at it I like I like uh, his portrayal I just think it was whack that he died that was really it I just think it was whack that he died okay can we talk about some of these delays so I know for a fact that the damn Marvel's which was so disappointing. The Marvels got delayed until like November or something crazy. Okay, so now the new release date to the Marvels is November 10, 2023. It was supposed to come out in July. Think about we getting a Marvel movie. Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, 2023. And then they was going to bounce right back with the Marvels in Ju July, I believe. But no, now we're getting delays. Also, they're talking about Loki. Remember, originally, it came out in June, so they were talking about another June release. Now they're talking about end of summer, which is most likely August. Terrible. So, yeah, Marvel doing a lot of delays. And you know what disgusts me? People, maybe people really are happy, but people are, like, so fake happy. Maybe it's because I have a podcast and I like to talk about Marvel shit. I mean, bro, I got two gauntlets. I got a, I can't even tell you what I got coming in the mail. Like, bro, I got so much Marvel shit. I love Marvel so much, bro. I wear nothing but Marvel shit all the time. So I'm a super Marvel fan. And uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sad about all of these delays. I didn't think anything was wrong with Multiverse of Madness. Loving, I love Love and Thunder. I just watched it again. Like, I, I can't. Bro, I can't wait to do now. I'm gonna do the review because I gotta get I I love Love and Thunder. And I thought Black Panther was fired. Like I thought most of the films. I thought Ant Man 3 was fired. I'm just not sure. So yeah, a lot of delays, man. It's sad to see. You hate to see it. So that's getting delayed. That shit sucks. So let's talk about some rumors now. It might be some shit where we are getting multiple Wolverines because Hugh Jackman says 
he'll play a dual role in Deadpool 3, which has led to fan speculation that he can play multiple variants of Wolverine. I'm telling you, I think Deadpool 3 is going to be very intricate. Like, it's going to be very intricate to the story, the main storyline of Kane. Think about what Deadpool did in Deadpool 2 at the end when he went back in history and switched all the shit. Clearly, that fucked up some shit in the multiverse. Clearly. So, we're going to see how that's going to play. I'm telling you, that is going to be huge, a huge storyline. And it could be why Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, will be in here. Remember, I think uh, that X-Men shit was like 2027 or 2028. We still before that. So, I really understand why it could be a Deadpool 3. When you talk about that Logan movie, I think it was like 27 or 28. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I, I think it's going to be cool. I can't wait, actually. I think that shit going to be fire. So, waiting on that. And I really think that's all for the Marvel stuff, to be honest. Oh, no. Let's talk about this. Deadpool actor Karan Sony has reportedly been cast as the voice of Spider-Man in India in across the Spider-Verse. I think that's big. I think that's huge. Congratulations to him. He was super cool. Y'all remember him as the taxi driver. Bro, I don't care. Y'all remember him as the taxi driver. He was hella fire. He was hella funny. I really liked him. So the fact that he's going to be Spider-Man, India, or whatever, in across the Spider-Verse, can't wait. All right. All right, let's get to the movie night portion. Y'all see the background. We got Creed 3. Can I get some ding, ding, ding? Let's go. So to start off, bro, this movie, I'm going to just tell you like this. This movie was fire. I really enjoyed this movie. I was really locked in, engaged. It was some moments where Michael B. Jordan, I ain't going to lie. You know, I can't. I can't tell a lie. Real shit, real shit, never tell a lie. Real shit, never tell a lie. RPGs world. Bro, it was it was, it was a couple moments where Michael B. Jordan acting just a little off. Just a little bit. It was the moment, I'm going to tell you right now, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you don't want to hear spoilers, turn off this video or turn off the audio. Oh, we done with the Marvel shit. I can take this off now. Because boy, nigga, hands are sweating. Uh, damn. Dropped an Infinity Stone, y'all. Uh, it was a moment. We, we in spoiler territory now. Uh, it was a moment where he was on first take and Jonathan Major's character, uh, Damien, or Dan, I forget what his name was. Uh, he called in and let's get the cast up because, bro, it was some good jobs going around. Okay. Now, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So, Damien, yo, it was a part where him and uh, uh, Adonis was on first take. Shout out Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A., and I get it. He does. He does first take. So, it was seamlessly. And it didn't even look like Stephen A. was acting. Shout out Stephen A. Smith, bro. He did a great job. And as far as I'm concerned, probably is like first movie from what I remember. Because I remember Max Kellerman was in the first Creed. So uh, it's kind of crazy, right? Creed 3. 
It's like Stephen A and it's his show. That shit crazy. But uh, it was a part where I thought his acting was a little not convincing when Damien was pressing him. But that was really the only part. The rest of the shit, I'm telling you, Michael B. Jordan killed this shit. It was a scene where he was talking to his mom. Let me tell you, this scene was so good. The scene was so good. When he was talking to his mom, and he was drinking some wine, and she had a stroke or whatever, and he was being on concern. The scene was so good, I text my mom. I was like, I love you, mom. That's how good the scene was, like, seriously. So I'm not here to shit on that, but you know I got to get my critique. And I just feel like uh, his acting right there was a, a little shady, you know, a little a little suspect, but that was it. So, yeah, I feel like I feel like it was that little part. But other than that, it was great. Uh, so you already know, starting off, Michael B. Jordan retired, heavyweight champion of the world, all of that shit, and my man's Damien. Get out of prison. Now, I ain't going to hold you. The plot was a little unrealistic, but then I was like, I could kind of see that happening. So Damien was a Golden Gloves champion, and he threw it all away because Michael B. Jordan got into a fight with a dude who used to abuse him, not sexually, but physically, because I was like, was it was it some sexual abuse there? But no, physical abuse. He used to abuse him, and... um. Michael B. Jordan was whooping his ass and then his homie started jumping Michael B. Jordan character, Adonis and then Damien which is Jonathan Major's character pulled up with the blick and got shit popping and of course he got arrested. Now I don't know why in the world he went to prison for 18 years for that. That was a little crazy to me. That part was unrealistic too but uh, the the unrealistic shit is the cringiest part of the movie. Like, it could, I'm not going to say that ain't going it, it, it could happen. I'm not going to say it couldn't happen. But man, 18, he didn't shoot anyone. That's my point. Damien, which is Jonathan Major's character, he didn't shoot anyone. He just pulled up and pulled the blick out. He didn't shoot anyone. I know he's, they said he had priors. But, nah, I don't know, man. That was a little sketchy. But nevertheless, he get out of jail. He want to chill. And, of course, he had this master plan because <laughs> this shit was funny as hell. The fight that was supposed to go on between uh, Michael B. Jordan's, uh, one of his fighters, Felix, I guess, who is he supposed to fight? Uh, Drago or some shit? He has uh, Jonathan Major's Damien character has someone from in prison smash the dude's hand right before the fight so they had to make an emergency fight and ta-da, who's right there? The boy Damien. And boy, did he whoop that motherfucking Felix ass. That shit was funny as hell. And all of a sudden, he the heavyweight champion of the world. It was a little unrealistic but I'm not going, unless it's like an historical film, I'm not going too much for realism. Just engage me in the story. And I ain't going to hold you, bro. This story was super engaging, insightful for Michael B. Jordan's first directorial debut. I thought he did some cool things like, 
and I'm just skipping around, jumping around. Y'all know, unless I'm watching the movie, it's hard for me to really stay on topic from beginning to end. It was a part in the final fight when uh, Creed and uh, Damien fought, and it was like the third round. And when the round started, they both were so locked in. It was no one in the crowd. It was just them two fighting. And it was like, the things that Michael B. Jordan did with the camera right there, I thought that shit was, a, it was something I've never seen before. It was, uh, that shit was amazing. So for, the, I think for his first directorial debut, I think he set himself apart because the camera work, I feel like for Creed, shout out Ryan Coogler, it wasn't as good as Creed 3. And yes, this was shot in IMAX and I'm going to talk about uh, IMAX in a little bit. But I think uh, so far the movie was cool. And now let's talk about some of the characters. You know who stole the show for me? This who stole the movie. Uh, Mila Davis Kent. She played Amara Creed. And this is Creed, uh, Creed's daughter. And I just want to, let's see. I just want to see from her. Let's see. I know she was in the second one, but you know what? I don't remember Creed 2 as much because I didn't like Creed 2 as much as I like Creed 3. Mila Davis can't. Because I want to know, is she really deaf? Because, bro, she stole the movie for me. Yeah, it looked like she signs and all of that. Uh, not just in the movie. Okay. Yeah. So she really dead. Bro, she kid. Yo, y'all know I had some, not concerned, well, a little worry when I was talking about Echo. I did like her, but I was like, is the whole thing going to be like signing? Yo, sign me up. Just based off the ASL that they did in this movie, I really enjoyed it. And I love that we are in a spot in this country to where everyone is getting roles and everything is being incorporated. Black, white, deaf, gay, uh, blind. Like, it's, it's really, truly amazing. And I thought she, I don't want to say Carrie, but she was so great in this movie. Like, round of applause. I thought every scene she was in, she stole the scene. Any scene, the, all, all the times when her and um, uh, Michael B. Jordan was sparring and play fighting and all of that shit, I thought she was great. Her facial expressions... It's like the best, and I know, and I, and you got to second this because it's the only thing that you can really focus on because you're reading and then you got to look at facial expressions way more than when you're just listening, right? So looking at her facial expressions, I thought she stole the damn movie, real shit, as far as things that I didn't expect. Now, Jonathan Majors, y'all know, I already told y'all, man. He like my favorite actor right now. I feel like everything I've seen him in so far 
been fired. I got to check out Devotion because everything I've seen Jonathan Majors in so far has been fire, 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 fire. So far, Ant-Man 3, fire. Uh, Lovecraft Country, fire. The Harder They Fall, fire. The Fire Bloods, fire. Everything he's been in, fire as hell. So I'm fucking with Jonathan Majors and Creed 3, nonetheless, fire as hell. I love the come-up story they had, the underdog story, the way he snuck in and stole the championship belt, I thought was cool. And, yo, let me give a big shout-out. And, and you got to say Michael B. Jordan because he the director, right? We given, uh, we gave uh, Ryan Coogler his props. We gave, we give uh, all of these direct, all of these top-notch and director, so let me get Michael B. Jordan his credit. Yo, the fight coordination in this shit was hard. You know it was his influence. A lot of it he said anime, I could tell because a lot of the punches were so personal. I really enjoyed... I really... It felt like really being like watching the fight. I really liked that shit. It was really fire. Could I watch it again? I really could. I could. I could. Uh, Tessa Thompson, her character, she was very steady. I liked her a lot. She showed a lot of emotion and a lot of vulnerability. And, you know, I really enjoyed that. So thumbs up for her character. Her and Michael B. Jordan, every time they was on screen, a lot of chemistry, a lot of chemistry. Even when they had the arguing scene, I thought it was done very well. Uh, the cute scenes, like when she was writing or whatever, and you know, she was like, just give me 15 minutes. It's like, yo, only needs 12. Like, they had a lot of good chemistry. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I could watch the movie just based on that alone. So that shit was fire as hell. Uh Felicia Rashad, right? That's her name. She was good as the mom. Again, it was a scene where her where, you know, she was like, I ain't going to have no stroke tonight, I promise you. Like, I'm getting to that age. And my mom not super old. Like, my mom was like 50. My, what's the year? My mom going to be 53 this year because she's born 1980. So it's not like she's super old, but I am getting to that point where I, like, worry about my mom's health. You know, like, I didn't – in my 20s, I really didn't think about it. Now I'm 31, and I think about it. So, you know – and the older you get, you see more, more and more people dying. You see people losing their moms and shit. So, you know, this scene that she had, all of her scenes really hit home. And, you know, I really thought she did good. So shout out to Felicia Rashad, man. A queen, a legend in this culture and, uh, and, and in Hollywood. So shout out to her. Uh, who else? I already talked about Jonathan Majors. Um... I really, I really, did. I thought the cast, I thought the cast really killed it, to be honest. Victor Drago, he was good. Sal, yo, shout out to Canelo. I love to see Canelo in this bitch. Uh, oh, Wood Harris, he's the trainer. He was really good. I, I, I thought he was good. He showed a lot of emotion. And shout out to the young, uh, shout out to the young Adonis and the young uh, 
the young Damien. I thought their characters did well as well. So, yo, Creed 3, bro, go see Creed 3. That shit was super fire. I would recommend it. Probably won't see it again because I, movies like that, I only need to see it one time. Like, I saw Top Gun. If, I only see Marvel movies more than once. Like, seriously. So, but go see Creed 3. Good day night, I would say, because it's a, it's a family movie, too. I'm telling you that the sign language part, I'm it, I loved it. I ain't gonna hold you. I thought that was one of the best parts of the movie. So yeah, go see Creed 3. And I thought the directing was fantastic. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan, bro. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan. He killed that shit. Jonathan Majors, you already know he on the way. He about to be the next big movie star. We already seen it with Kane. We seen what's going on for Avengers. Uh, it's a lot going on in the Kang land and uh, Jonathan Majors. It's his world right now. We just living in it. So shout out to Jonathan Majors. And I really, I think a movie like this, you got to respect. You got two black legends, young actors in their primes going toe-to-toe in a boxing movie. Yeah, I'm going to spoil it. Michael B. Jordan won. I mean, it would have been crazy if he didn't win. Like, seriously. But the boxing, the the choreography was good. Like, it was a part in the fight at the end when Damien dropped Adonis, hit him with a gut shot. I felt that shit, bro. I felt that shit. Like, I was like, ooh, like... It was time I was watching it where I was like, oh, like, so yeah, definitely go see Creed 3. It's, it was fun. I, I I enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah. So let's move on and let's talk, a, let's get a little more personal now. You know, let's get a little more personal. Let's get a little more personal. So now, IMAX versus 3D. I went to so, go see Creed 3 in IMAX. I gave up my recliner seats because I wanted to see what the hype was about. Yo, the IMAX ticket, 20, I think $24, $24. A ticket for a 3D movie is 13. So it, I thought that shit was crazy. I was like, whoa. Once I seen the price, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go see what this is about. Is IMAX worth it? I'll say yeah, because I'm gonna tell you why. I was a little disappointed because they're like, where well, the screen is on the floor and then it's to the ceiling. That is true, but it's still got the blackouts on the top and the bottom. Like, I, I thought that shit was corny, but I ain't gonna hold you. The way the movie was shot, because it was shot with IMAX, it looked way better. Uh, then 3D, I'm going to keep it real. Now, this is different types of movies. I think the 3D for the last few Marvel movies have been asked. Ant-Man, I thought the 3D for Doctor Strange was okay. The best 3D, uh, the did I, I like the 3D for, actually the 3D for uh, Wakanda Forever was good too. But the best 3D they have had in a long time. I think was Shang-Chi. The Shang-Chi 3D was crazy. So I'm trying to think what I still do 
Would I always go IMAX now that I've had the experience or will I go back to 3D? It depends because we talking about not only is it just a viewing experience, we got to talk about comfortability. We talking about comfort versus visual and sound quality. Let me break it down to you. I don't know how y'all theaters look, but in Las Vegas, our theaters and casinos and the theater I go to, Santa Fe, is they got the luxury recliner seats. And when you are in the luxury recliner seats, it's like a big ass block. Like, so you can't see the only people you can only people you can see is the people next to you, like on, on the left and right of you. Other than that, you can't see the people on the bottom. You can't see the people, even if you turn around, you can't see the people above you. Right. So it's a little more intimate. And then it's just straight like you get the, you know, the screen. The IMAX, I've checked all of the IMAXs, Sunset Station, Red Rock, and Aliente. All of them are stadium seating. So I don't know if that's IMAX all around the country, but I know the IMAX out here is no luxury seating. So maybe it works. It's pros and cons, right? Because sitting in stadium seating, I'm not as comfortable. So that lends to me not falling asleep after I drank my beer and, you know, ate all my snacks and shit, right? So that lends to that. But like I said, the 3D or the luxury seating, it's a little more comfortable and intimate. So what do you guys prefer? The comfortable, more intimate setting when you can watch your XD digital because i kind of feel like xd when you're watching a movie xd it kind of give you the same things that imax gives you low key you get the sounds because they got a lot of speakers like on the side of you the only thing with imax and this is it the audio quality is superb superb Yo, you can't fall. I mean, you could fall asleep, and I'm pretty sure I'll find a way. But, bro, it's hard to fall asleep when the sound is so loud. Bro, the shit was vibrating the floors. Like, when when I'm telling you, when he hit Michael B. Jordan with this crazy punch, it, like, knocked him against, like, these prison bars. I'm telling you, it was, it was a crazy mind fuck. It was, like, the, the, the floor kind of shook a little bit. It's that loud. And it kind of made like, oh, shit. So, and it was the same thing with him in the gut. And it was the same thing when Michael B. Jordan knocked him out. So, I kind of feel like, I don't know. Which would I prefer? I still think I prefer the comfortability, man. I love going back and pushing a button and kicking back. You know what I'm saying? Leaning back, kicking your feet up. I just like that a little more. But I really love the visuals I've seen. So it's a little, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be debating this shit. At this point, I ain't going to lie. This, I think this is what I'm going to have to start doing. I think I'm going to have to start doing a 3D and an IMAX thing. So the first time I go and see a Marvel movie, I'm going to go 3D, how I always do, so I can have my luxury. And 
that that theater I go to is to me is a little better. But then then when I go the second time, I'm gonna go see this shit in IMAX so I can get that experience. I might go see Ant Man tomorrow on IMAX just to get the experience and see what's popping. So I don't know. I, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. So I just want to see what that's about. I do think it's a little the viewing play. I think the viewing experience is a little better depending on the 3D. But the the IMAX, I really enjoyed myself tonight going over IMAX. I really did. So speaking of enjoying, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you did enjoy this episode, five star rating, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and please subscribe on YouTube and all of that good stuff. With that being said, this was another episode of Straight Outta Marvel, and we did a little Kevin 27 World, you know, in this bitch. We did a little Kevin 27 World to end it. And I'm telling you, bro, all March, be here on Friday. Be here Friday for the review. I'm going to the movies all March. And if they drop, even if it, like, March 31st, if it's a fire movie, I'm going to go see that. I'm going to try to see every movie this March. I'm not bullshitting. And it will be a review for every movie. So, please be here on Fridays. And, um, yeah, believe it till you make believers. <laughs>